should probably talk about this music that you just made for us. <laughs> uh, so one of the big problems with having a podcast is that you really shouldn't use um, copywritten material, yeah. which, <laughs> which makes sense. Understandably so. Um, and also when you get emails from your podcast co-host who says, dude, we got to work on the music. <laughs> um, so I was, we had very little options and I think you probably spent all of Thanksgiving <laughs> coming up with no. uh, this. How did you describe it? Epic, uh, electronic. Epic, uh, no, not dubious. <laughs> um, it was a little dubious, to be honest. Grandiose. Yeah, you definitely use the term grandiose. Grandiose with like coral stings. Yeah, which. But you know, it's it was, just it's just a first attempt. And what if we do something different th- every single episode? <laughs> Who has that kind of time? I didn't take that much time. It, Your wife literally last week was like, how do you have so much time to do all these different things that you do? And I was like, I don't. <laughs> but you do. Well, I do. Yeah. But it's, I don't, I do many things very poorly. So yeah, I'm curious. Cause like we always joke that in the middle of the day, you are always sending us memes or stupid emails or really long winded emails about you wanting to have us over for dinner, something basic. And so we all wonder, what do you actually do for work? And then when you don't answer a text, you're like, oh, dude, sorry, super busy. We're like, what? Come on, you're lying. Well, so this is going to sound so egotistical and pretentious <laughs> that I am, I, 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 I don't wait. even know if I should say this, but like when I write, I can write very quickly. Okay. And when I write long winded emails or funny emails or whatever, I can write that in minutes. And it's rarely with errors. So you never have to go back and correct. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I do probably, well, every once in a while, you'll, you'll catch me with a, a grammar mistake. But I, yeah, I just do that. I like to create is really what yeah. it is. I know that sounds so pretentious. Well, you're in the right job. I'm wearing a fucking scarf around my neck yeah. indoors right now. And I'm talking about how I just have a need to create. You told me that I'm so cold that I need to roll the sleeves up on my sweater that keep me warm, but you're also fuck. wear you <laughs> also fuck. wear a scarf. All right. That's matching heathered material. That was not intentional. That was literally the first scarf I grabbed. Uh, well, uh, do you want me to take it off? Would it make you feel better? Would you no, be more comfortable if I took my scarf off? No, because now I can choke you to death if you annoy me. Uh, That's fair. Your wife, it was the first thing she said. She goes, Ad, what's with the scarf? <laughs> yeah, that's how she does things. Step off. Whenever she doesn't like anything or has a command for me, she won't say, like, do this. She'll ask a question. My wife, too. I have a feeling that's a lot of wives. It's very passive, but also it's, 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 well, it's clearly passive, but it's also very, like, pointed, right? Yeah. Like, What's with the scarf? It is more judgmental than just coming out and saying, I don't think that scarf looks very good on you. Right. Which would be a lie because obviously you make that scarf. I make that scarf. Um, but even like, hey, what's what's the deal with the dishes in the sink? And it's like, yeah, I was going to get to those. But run at the problem. Don't beat around the bush. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just say you didn't do the dishes and you said you're going to. And do I them. would actually appreciate that so much more. Yeah. She was just like, hey, Straight up. it's raw. Yeah. Uh, all right. So then I'm going to try and create a different opening. Okay. For the ne- for the foreseeable future. Um, Wait, like every, every week you're going to create something yeah. different. And maybe it should be a different closing one too. So I had an idea for the closing one. And okay. I almost want to kind of spring it on you without actually telling you about it. I really... This <laughs> like is all like the other openings? This, like, I need this like control in my life. <laughs> but uh, so I used to have 
one that I did with my old radio show, okay. which I loved, but it's actually not. It was. Uh, it's not royalty free. So okay. Uh, but there's another one that I used a lot too. Now, how much is a royalty though? Like a cent? Well, no, no, no. To like have the rights to use that song is thousands and thousands oh, of dollars. But it's not like pay per use. No royalty. No, no, thing. no. Okay. It would be like. Like my kid can't go to college because I need to have this <laughs> bought, fucking opening song to my you bought goddamn an outro for a <laughs> yeah a for the five episode podcast I do. So it's good. It's epic. It's grandiose. No, 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 no. But I I want to do it for I want to play it for you first, right. and then we should talk about it because it's the way that I like to end shows, and it's not epic and grandiose. It's uh, I'll tell you. I'm Class, not gonna tell you the song. Classy, casual. It's more like it's like putting someone to bed. It's like it's kind of like takes you down from the high. Okay. All and right. It's yeah, very yeah. it kind of like unwinds you a little bit. Yeah. In a good way. An aperitif. It's an aperitif. It's it's limoncello. It's uh it's probably a little too sour. Too sour. Are you really trying to come up with an anal- or an analog? Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh with an analogy? An analogy. Yeah, I guess. Nope. What um, I'm going to do is tap into um so the reason why there's uh, a, an image of a bottle of scotch on our uh, our podcast, what do you call it? Uh, cover art. Cover art. Yeah. Um, thank you, Adman. Uh, Adam's wife got a uh, subscription uh, to Scotch of the Month Club, more like Scotch of the Quarter. Right. Club. But it actually co- turns out to be Scotch of the Month if you get them every... True. You get three bottles yeah, so you get every, three bottles quarter, or, every quarter. Three bottles every three months. Yeah, uh, basically, yeah. Instead of one bottle a month. So um, we said, we need a good excuse to drink the scotch. Let's just do it over a conversation and record that conversation and then start inviting friends around and drink that scotch. And so that was all nice in theory, except the shipment came once and then didn't come for the next two quarters or three quarters. Yeah, yeah literally, it's, it's, it's been almost, it's been almost a, year. a year. You're right. Yeah. So it was Christmas of 2017, and yeah. here we are, almost Christmas 2018. And so finally, <laughs> Lindsay wrote to the guy at the uh subscription service and was like hey uh where are the remaining by the remaining way when bottles? you say like this is where we work really well my wife and i work really well is that i'm like i don't really want to like, don't want to confront. confront and she tore this guy a new one and was like where the fuck are my husband's bottles of scotch well, she's a woman in tech first of all so she's it's a true. badass right she's a high-powered woman in tech high-powered woman exactly so she yeah. she knows how to run it she definitely does and uh my husband is thirsty. Yeah. Where is his brown liquid? And that was weird. <laughs> uh, and uh, today at work, because we need someone to sign for him and we're not here to sign for it, or we're not in our house to sign for it, so I have to get it delivered to work. Uh, I get nine bottles. delivered to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, the male guy's like, holy shit, dude. What are you doing? What kind of party are you having? And can I come? Uh, I was like, yeah, man, this it's a long story. It's but home consumption. Yeah. So now I have nine bottles. All right, uh, I have 11 bottles of scotch in my house. So we finished one, not we. We we drank a bunch. Not just on the podcast, but we we definitely drank Um, a bunch. And then this one, oddly enough, ironically enough, is called Writer's Tears. (laughs) Yeah, which kind of made me feel good and bad at the same time. Yeah, it's kind of a little... uh, It's good, though. I like It's actually an Irish whiskey, so I I wouldn't classify this as scotch, but it is very tasty. Yeah, so wait, is it actually Scotch of the Month, or is it... I think it's more like a, a Scotch whiskey... But no bourbon. I haven't gotten any bourbon yet, no. Okay. I've discovered through this podcast and drinking these 
these bottles that you have, I I never really knew the real difference between Scotch whiskey and bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I, I kind of I still don't know like the actual like ingredient difference or how it's produced difference. I yeah. just know that I prefer the taste of Scotch and whiskey more than bourbon. Yeah, it's more of a production issue and like the barrels they use and and bourbon has a very strict set of rules that has to go in for the production of bourbon. It's harsh, in my opinion. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, and even like rye, like rye whiskey, I'm yeah, not a big rye. fan of. Um, but with Scotch barrels, it's always like American aged uh, oak barrels. So is it time in the barrels? Type of barrels? Like uh, it they... could be. I mean, so like, so the reason I know all this is that I worked on single malt worked... scotches for a while. Yeah. Um, so it could be like the treatment of the the barrels, like how they char the inside to get that kind of, uh, I yep. the term, but uh, whatever it was, it was like, you know, that can affect Not glazing it. or anything, but it's all, and it's, it's all charred. done through fire. Yes. Okay. And so sometimes they'll even like score the inside so that they feel like that can kind uh, of open so up the like wood. ridges and stuff. In yeah. There. And so that's a different type of doing it and, and that wouldn't really be like bourbon versus scotch but um with scotch i think it has to come from um scotland or ireland probably right sure um to be like official scott or scotch um and it's then true it, it is a ge- geographically named yeah uh and then whiskey i'm sure like american whiskey i haven't really worked with american whiskey but i'm sure it has rules as well um and the funny thing is is that like people to call themselves like scotch snobs but yeah. most of the scotch that you drink is is usually very good but it's also a blend of like the best scotches that they can find these single malts so when you have a single malt that's like that's one batch right. that was like straight to, straight to the barrel straight out and that's generally like super smooth uh no 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 in fact it's almost it well it really depends on what you're doing but generally that's going to be the more that's going to have more of a flavor to it uh-huh. Whereas uh, a blend is going to have a bunch of different scotches that the blend master feels like is going to be most palatable to people. Okay. Um, and the other thing too is like you can go to get a 25 year old scotch and I think there's only like a small percentage that actually has to be 25 years old. Like it's oh, not like, so it's not the whole not thing the whole has thing. just been sitting. Yeah. I could be talking out of my ass right now cause it's been a few years, but yeah, but this is great talking out of your ass. Yeah. And so I feel like, yeah, like people are like, Hey man, I had this like 25 year old scotch and it's like, well, you probably had like 20% of a 25 year old percent or 25 year old scotch. So you are right. Scotch can only be made in Scotland while bourbon is a whiskey made in the USA. Okay. Uh, but there's got to be more than that. Scotch is mostly from malted barley, while bourbon yes. is distilled from corn. Right. Yes, that's absolutely true. Why Interesting. Am I, yeah. Um, right. But there's a lot more corn in the United States than there is yeah. barley. <laughs> um, so that's that. Yeah. And it, that's really why. And then also, you know, and a lot of it is too like the um, the atmosphere and the climate. Because like there's a place called uh, Speyside in Scotland, which is like notorious for really good single malts single yeah. malts but it's because it's like very cold very rainy they get all this peat like that you know that just right. like earthy like like wooden so that's earth. that flavor so like the one that i had before was an irish whiskey right and that's very similar climate right exactly and and that one you you said was a peaty flavor and that's only mm-hmm. coming from the the barley that's not coming from inside the barrels or anything it could be coming from the water it could be coming from yeah, i mean the flavor can come from anything um, and a lot of these scotches, like for the longest time, I thought you were like only cool if you drank it straight, but some of them actually recommend that you add some water to yeah. it. Um, just to kind of like open it up a little bit more, add some ice, some, yeah, it's like, uh, shape. was it Corvassier and <clears throat> stuff like that is 
straight up and you generally want to get like the heat of your of your hand in it and that's what opens right. up that flavor yeah and that's why those cups are like that right yeah, yeah exactly yeah. there's a snifters or whatever mm-hmm. so there was um if you can get your hand on, hands on it there's a single malt called royal bracla which is very good bracla b-r-a-c-k-l-a-h that's it uh nope no h no h bracla and it was I, I believe at the time it was the official single malt of the queen of england not that she's drinking <laughs> scotch but um so if you find yourself uh, with a bottle of that it's hard to come by in the states um it's very similar similar to like an Aberfeldy, which is another brand okay. that i worked on yeah um which i really i think if you're like want to get into scotch and you want to get into single malts go for an Aberfeldy because it's golden it's not too peaty it's not too like what's the price point ah dude, 750 ml will probably run you 30 bucks oh, 35 oh, that's not bad at all. yeah no no no. i mean it's no a friend gave me a bottle of japanese whiskey for my birthday a couple of years ago suntory yeah nikka whiskey n-i-k-k-a oh i don't know i don't know maybe it's not santori um but it could be a type of it it was fantastic i never yeah. would have thought it was a it was a birthday party slash like stock the bar party I think for an apartment yeah. and so people brought all over you know whiskeys and bourbons and vodkas and stuff and I was like was oh great legit. I know how to mix vodka and gin and tequila <laughs> this was like two years ago when you just got out yeah, of college exactly. you're like I'll have a rum and coke <laughs> what do I do with this Red uh, Bull vodka okay oh, um, and so I sort of like swore it off for a while and finally yeah. you know I came home thinking I was like yeah man I worked hard today and let me sit down kick my shoes off and have a whiskey on the rocks and and it was fantastic yeah and i i housed basically the entire bottle not in one night over the course of 18 months yeah and i went to go get another one and it was like 75 bucks a bottle yeah i was like oh shit no wonder it's good (laughs) (laughs) and that's the thing too is you can get very good scotch and very good whiskey for uh you know entry level prices yeah um and it really depends on what you like but Unfortunately, it it takes so much time and effort to create twenty five year old scotch that yeah, it's just going to run you a, a, a higher price. But it doesn't mean that it tastes better. So what's like what's it, Johnny Walker Black Blue? Red. So black is black is like ten years maybe maybe twelve. I mean black is like what you mix stuff with. Okay. Some people sip it, but like all right, red is really what you you don't want to drink red by itself. So red's the really bad one. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't know if I call it bad, but you but it's the bottom. It. It's the yeah. well. Right, and then there's the, and actually, it's been a while since I worked on Johnny Walker. So, there's uh, blue, there's green, there's green. I don't think they make anymore. By the way, green was my favorite, um, and that actually had the best flavor profile. I felt. Yeah. Um, and then you get, there's, I think they have a platinum now, which might be between black or between gold and uh, blue. Maybe I I see I yeah, I don't the know colors I don't yeah I feel like it's, it's all a, marketing man it's in theory it's cool marketing but right. in reality here we are sitting like I don't know what who says red is a bad color and blue is a good color right. in this instance well just Johnny Walker says right but, it's, but well other, it's also it's it's the aging so you get a you're supposedly you're gonna have some twenty five year old uh, scotch in a blue label and I've had blue label and it's very good no I know but it, the color it's not like the the whiskey isn't red under a red label and blue under a blue label. It's just are like we a, really having this fucking conversation? Right <laughs> now? You think there's actually green whiskey out no. there? I don't know. It's sometimes people see weird colors and no, in no. In fact, they probably liquids. look. It, they may get a little darker. Although I think black label might be the darkest. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. It's not. <laughs> anyway, I don't even know if I've ever. <laughs> we had, should probably edit that out. I don't know if I've ever had Johnny Walker. 
So, oh, I guarantee you have. You've ha- you had to have had it. Maybe. They're just huge sponsors of like all the high-end sports, F1, right. like yeah. especially. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah, that that might be all I know. It's so funny. I worked on Scotch for so long, and I don't retain it any of that information did they teach you all this oh stuff? yeah we had like courses that we okay. went to uh we had these guys come in and like really teach us about like uh the different like notes that you're supposed to taste in it yeah. why things are made the way they are and uh it, it was awesome at the time but we were drinking and i don't retain yeah. any of it <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah that's, but there's kind of counterproductive yeah but there was like four solid years where i could really talk my my ass off about about scotch and then you went to Bacardi, and you went Mm-mm. to Tequila. Funny enough, this was actually while I was working for Bacardi. Oh, really? So it was still like I was working on like Bombay Sapphire, which was one of their things. Uh, Corzo Tequila, Cazadores Tequila, um, this Facundo Rum. We're getting like really into like uh, alcohol today. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, and I know this is like another tangent, Facundo Rum, which I saw on sale in Miami a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. But I don't know if it's available wide. Was phenomenal rum, and it was sipping rum. So a dark like, rum, uh, definitely a dark rum. They made one which was called. They had like different variants. One was a, a mixing rum. It was a lighter rum, but like I would never think to go into my cabinet and pull out like a Captain Morgan's. Yeah, and no. Start. There's like, um, sipping this I rum. Think it's called Priot. Uh, is a really good sipping rum. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm sure. But yeah, I've never sipped rum until I had a right. friend who was like, this, you know, just drink it straight right. up. And honestly, I would probably drink that over scotch, which is crazy because I'm but it's part Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> and my mom is probably like, She's like now, son, son, you got rid of your last name. Yeah. But don't <laughs> get rid of your one. heritage. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely, my mom doesn't have an accent and she's <laughs> was born in New York City. So yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, so uh, yeah, so I worked on Facundo Rum, but at the same time, I worked on uh, launching these single malts through yep. um, through their uh, their doers side of the business because they own doers, which is a blend. Everybody's owned by everybody. Yeah, I mean, it's there's so ridiculous. Dude, honestly, in the alcohol world, there's Bacardi, there's Diageo, there's uh, Brown Foreman, there's something else I can't remember. Um, but there's but, like only four or five. Yeah, I mean, at most. And it's it's really like. But it's sort of same up. in the in the beer world now. You know, you, yeah. have, you definitely have craft breweries, 100%, and, and there's now, like, an independent verification process to say still, you know, craft-owned, small-owned. Right. Because even though Lagunitas might be a craft beer, quote-unquote, oh, AB yeah. InBev owns that. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, you know, same deal. Spike Seltzer was a craft seltzer owned by AB InBev. Are and they so, really? Do they sell? Yeah. yeah, like 18 months ago or something. Oh, wow. They probably made a lot of money. Yep, probably. Um, but, like, for a while, I loved Blue Moon, and then I went on the Coors tour, <laughs> the Coors Brewery <laughs> tour, and they're like, here, I have a Blue Moon. I'm like, what are you guys doing with this yeah. Blue Moon? Oh, Miller Coors. Yeah. I forgot about Whoops. That. So. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, what I'm saying is the shit you're drinking is probably <laughs> available. All owned by the same people. But at least it's yeah. still made in these in these cool different places. Oh, and, absolutely. And the companies are still, like, writer's tears. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this... this it's I, a really cool bottle. These scotches might be actually you know what's fucked is that a lot of these uh distilleries are owned by bigger names like doers so you think you might be buying this like cool single mulch and but it's malt. still managed by right so like when i was talking about aberfeldy aberfeldy is this great this great single malt but you're buying you're buying a, a, a bacardi product and yeah. you wouldn't know it by looking at the label 
and they're using some of that Aberfeldy when they brew their doers, when they when they uh, blend their doers. Oh man! <laughs> so which which isn't bad. I mean, no. it, you know, it means that these small breweries can like sustain, and they are legitimately in like the outskirts of like yeah. Nowheresville, Scotland. Yeah, but they're owned by major corporations. I really want to take a trip to Ireland and Scotland. Do like the Guinness tour. Yep, I love Guinness, and do like a a Scotch tour. Yeah, I'm done. Tour. My wife was talking about that for my 40th. She's like, maybe we should do that. Actually? Yeah, legitimately. And I was like, I want to go skiing in Switzerland. And she was like, you're a snot. <laughs> Let's go on a scotch tour. <laughs> yeah, and then go skiing in Switzerland. Yeah. Because we want to be broke for the rest I of our I thought lives. your 40th, you wanted to do Monaco. Uh, Yeah, that would never happen with my wife. Okay. She would, I was hoping that would happen, and... So your 40th birthday also has to actually be a really appealing trip to your wife. It can't just be yeah. for you. My wife, when she buys me like Christmas presents, she buys presents that she boomerang wants gifts. me to have. What? <laughs> boomerang gifts? or? <laughs> well, not so much boomerang gifts, but more like, uh, I want you to have this. Like, I want you to have slippers or whatever. So what does she bed. want you to have this season? I don't know. I don't know until I get it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I guess. She I doesn't need ask it. you for a list? Yeah. It's like, here's a nose trimmer. I'm yeah. like, oh, I don't remember asking for this. Here are scissors to cut that scarf off your neck. <laughs> hey, keeping me warm. Um, so, sorry, we totally digressed here, but you said that you had something to bring up that was oh, yeah. deep and emotional. Are we going to talk about this? No, no. I mean, if it comes up, it comes up. Um, but actually, what I do want to do is... Uh, not so much prove a point, oh, fuck. but I did look at this koi wolf thing. <laughs> <laughs> only because, only because somebody, uh, Gracie brought it up over Thanksgiving uh, when we were with her with her parents. Yeah, and it's my cat screaming. Yeah, like your cat yeah. is like, meowing That's like crazy. Uh, she brought it up at dinner. Uh, the fact that we saw this <clears throat> coyote in your in your yard, and Gracie's parents and her dad especially were like kind of actually interested in it right so i finally went and i i googled does this actually exist a koi wolf is a real thing and is like right. very common apparently in fairfield county a koi wolf koi wolf it is a hybrid of Dude. like four different types of wolf and coyote uh and then maybe like a little bit of dog in there <laughs> so, so just it, like massive inbreeding and huge incest unchecked yeah yeah un- incest like great golden retrievers out there just <laughs> yeah, it's got hip dysplasia getting involved uh but like legitimately there's a do you want to see the video there's like a trail cam uh yeah dude show me what a koi wolf looks like and it's and you are 100 percent certain now that this koi wolf 100 percent was in my driveway in your yard and now every time i pull in i convince him to see it I, you know what you could do? Um, if you plug your GoPro in to one of your windows in your office yeah, and have it set like a trail cam, basically, mm-hmm. uh, I bet you capture it. Okay. You want to see this? Yeah. This is exactly what it looked like. Wait, that's my house. Dude, that, no way. A hundred percent with the tail, like, yeah, Ooh, like dude. the meet the Fockers tail or meet the parents tail on Jinx the cat. Dude, no shit. And that was filmed in Connecticut. It's in Fairfield. It's in the town next door. Could be your parents' backyard. Holy shit! That's a that's a cool looking animal. It's real. Like it looks like a dog, right? Right. Well, uh, a, oh. a mangy dog. It's a. Actually, I mean, I think it's a beautiful animal, but dear. yeah, but it's weird. God. All right. That's I. That's what was there. I owe you an apology. <laughs> I mean, I, I not a, yet because that wasn't footage that I filmed. <laughs> That was no, but by somebody else. You know, 
I, having known you for a while, I know that, you know, and we talked about this, you like to ex- extend your uh, estimation of things. Stretch the truth. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's probably just like a coyote or something. But I mean, that that convinces me that I have a massive koi wolf living on my property somewhere. It's possible. Uh, I mean, you do have a lot of woods here. Yeah. I don't know why it went over to the neighbor's house. Because uh, they have a chihuahua. Ooh. No, no. <laughs> I don't know if they do. Pool. They go. Actually, I don't think they have a dog, so... Um, yeah. All right. So I was, I heard this phrase the other day and I thought it was hysterical. Okay. And I don't, I don't know who to talk to about this. (laughs) Uh, Have you ever heard called herpes? Yeah. Yeah. No, I've heard of it. Trained professionals should take care of that. (laughs) Yeah. Not Adam. Get some penicillin. Um, have you, have you heard the phrase competitive victimhood? No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, dude, I, I I haven't heard of that, but I think I just defined what it is in my head, and I know that. Let me it's, hear. What do you think? It's basically like, well, I was a victim, but then you you hear someone like that had a bad situation, and you have to outdo them. You have to have. You need to be more of a victim than somebody else. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it was. I, it was probably. <clears throat> excuse me. It's probably something over the weekend on the news or something. Uh, I I tend to like to switch around between CNN. MSNBC, Fox News, Ugh. just like see everything that's going on. I get on. it. I go on to Fox News sometimes. The picture on all sides is, at sometimes it's hysterical, at other times it's kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, somewhere someone was talking about competitive victimhood. Maybe it was in like a, a news headline I saw on my uh, news app. And I was like, this is no way. This can't be a thing. Oh, it definitely is. Dude, you, I'm sure you witness this weekly. I know. And, no, and then you, you like actually dive into it. And yeah. there are legitimately people who are saying like, not to, I'm not, I'm not dumbing anything down here, but like Black Lives Matter is more important and uh, more of a focus than the Me Too movement. It's more, well, you should pay more attention to the Black Lives Matter movement instead oh, of see. Me Too. So it's not, it's not so much on a personal level. It's more like on your cause level. Yeah, well, there's no, there is a personal level, but like I, I don't necessarily, uh, I don't see in my own immediate life uh, competitive victimhood. Um, then again, we don't. <laughs> you lead. don't? I bet, I bet I could bring up some examples where I think you have tried to be a competitive victim. <laughs> no, not even. Yeah, maybe <laughs> in like stupid bullshit small things. I'm talking about in the much larger scale of like actual okay. problems in the world, and the fact that Wait, people hold can't... on a second, back up. So you're saying. You don't see this in your daily life because you have a pretty privileged life. No, not that it's a privileged life. It's just that it's... You avoid confrontation. I mean, no, I'm not like you. <laughs> I Me just, too. I think in, in the work that I do, it's not it's not front and center. Uh, right. And a lot of the people that I interact with on a day-to-day basis, it's not front and center. That you know. Um, and then my immediate group of friends, it's not, it's not front and center. We can have conversations about it. We don't always. Right. Um, which was another point I wanted to bring up to you. The fact that I've just got a list, man. No. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed Turkey and hung out with my relatives. You were like, I need to talk to Adam. I spent a lot of time on the road. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and especially in the beginning of this week with a holiday and then, uh, beginning of this week. And so I was just like running through ideas in my head and some of them I was talking to my wife about and others was just started to come up on like Monday or yesterday. So competitive victimhood in your mind, define. I just need you to define what it is. What in your mind, what you think it is, or maybe you know. In my head, it's it's basically exactly what you had said. That 
somebody feels they are a victim or a group of right. people feel that they are a victim. So my misfortune is better than your misfortune. No, or but is more if valid. you are trying to bring awareness to your cause or to your to your issues, your trials, right. your tribulations, whatever it is, and somebody else comes out of the woodwork and says, hey, I have issues too. I have problems. I've been a victim as well. Right. It's like, whoa, wait a second. No, no, no. Don't steal my thunder. You know, my... My issues are greater than yours. Mine. I so I was thinking that second person was the the victim here or the the competitive person because they want to throw their hat into the ring and say, "Well, look how you think you have a bad. Look how bad I had it." Yes, it works in that direction, but also okay. works in the direction the initial the first person coming out as a victim gotcha. then gets competitive with that second person saying, "Don't tread, you know, don't right. step on my toes here. This right. is my time. This is my, you know, this That's is my so shining funny. moment." Yeah. And you do see it in the media. You do see it in, in the news all the time. Not all the time, but oh, fairly totally. frequently. And it's just, it's so bizarre because you just, you want to say there's room for, it's sad that there are that many issues out there. Right. Um, that it has to be, there is a competitive nature now around this. <laughs> um, but it's sort of like, hang on, there's, there should be platforms for everybody to air these, these problems and, and to have, you know, healthy discussions around <laughs> it. And the fact that you get competitive around, you know, whose issue or whose, victimhood is is mm. more oppressive or more negative than the other defeats the whole point <laughs> oh totally i absolutely agree what if we created like a national database of <laughs> issues and like you know you can before you enter into a, <clears throat> excuse me enter into a conversation you can say well i broke my my shoulder but is they, my issue worse right, than than blank and you can you can actually type it in search it be like hey I suffer from migraines and wait, this is a great, that's a great angle for this because how many times are you in a conversation with somebody where they said like, Oh man, I know I like a bunch of years ago, I broke my wrist and, mm -hmm. uh, and I was having this problem. Like, oh yeah. But you know, guess what? I, a couple of years ago, I broke my ankle and I couldn't even walk. So like, <laughs> right. yeah, you couldn't write with your hand, but I couldn't walk because my ankle right. is broken. So you show, you show like an app or something. You say, no, -uh. no, no, doesn't rank. I, yeah, you, I outrank you on this. <laughs> Or, or it's my equal. suffering is outranked to your suffering. All right, so uh, business idea number five for yeah, 2018. Yeah, let's just add it to the fucking list. That's too technology heavy, though. I, I don't want to go that route. We are we are putting the uh, LLC people into. Uh, <laughs> we're we're giving them a lot of work. We have a potential to pay LegalZoom a lot of money next year. Yeah, really. Um. So, what drives me crazy is when you're having a conversation with someone, and they need to then. Maybe it's not even someone. Maybe it's a third person comes in and needs to bring it to them or brings it, brings it about them. Yeah. You know, it's sort of a relation. Yep. To say like, well, like, let, let's focus on me and my suffering. Uh, that mm -hmm. drives me fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, and I it definitely, like, I think we're all guilty of it. I yeah. try to be super, like, hyper vigilant about Conscious. not doing it. Yeah. And I, like, you know, I, I really want to hear what people are going through. And I don't try to, like, compare myself to them. Yeah. Um, because I have a pretty fucking good life and I don't want to like, you know, I hear how good life your life is, but honestly, like I have a really good life. Too. So <laughs> no, 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 You don't own a house. I own a house. Uh, it's infested with mice right now, but it's, you know, another story. Oh yeah. We're getting onto that. Go ahead. <laughs> um, no, but, uh, yeah, like I, I think it's just, it, it shows almost like a lack of character or it's, it's almost a selfishness to say, 
Oh, 100%. I'm better than you because my suffering is greater. But also, like, weirdly, uh, it could even be, a if, if you consider it a close friend of yours, it's actually a really surface-level relationship at that point because you're not willing to engage with that person in a conversation and find out more about right. whether it's a, a, a yeah. positive or a negative Absolutely. aspect of their life. Yeah. You immediately want to turn it back on yourself in hopes that the conversation either stays on you and that person then starts prying more. Right. Or... At a minimum, you've at least evened the record and the conversation is now That's fair. Even. But like what aside from like hearing I love you, what else in this world feels as good as like I'm so sorry for you? For someone <laughs> to be like, I feel your pain. Like I I don't even know if that feels good because it doesn't like make any pain go away, right? Like if somebody sympathizes with you. I don't know. But it, there's some like joy derived in that. And someone yeah. kind of recognizing that you suffer. Right? I guess it's like when I like, not that I ever do this, but like when I work late and my boss comes in the next morning, he's like, dude, thank you for like going above and beyond and suffering. (laughs) Then it has never happened. 2013 (laughs) was a great year, right? (laughs) I remember it fondly. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's, you know, that kind of like, you want to be recognized for your pain. Yeah. Which is fucked up. That's actually really fucked up when you think about it. I get that. Cause actually I found myself kind of early on with the business uh, when people ask the how business, it was going. When you got the business. The business. Mm-hmm. The first one. The first one. <laughs> Jesus. I'm just kidding. Um, it's, you know, when are you doing ask, that IPO, by the way? I want, I want in. At uh, a time when the stock market probably doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Well, let's give it a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, but I remember saying like, oh my God, I'm, I'm beat. I'm always on the road. It just, it feels like I'm driving all over the place. Like, oh right. man, that's so brutal. And after I said it a few times, I'm like, wait a second, I'm not like, I'm not looking for sympathy. I'm not looking for somebody to say like, oh, dude, you're, you're such an amazing hard worker, blah, blah, blah. I was just trying to answer a question genuinely. So I felt like I had to adjust that, that answer so that it wasn't like, oh, poor me. You know, I have to to drive around. Uh, So yeah, you're, I don't know. I think there is some infatuation uh, in some like deep inherent nature of wanting that, that satisfaction. Oh, Totally. And and just that recognize recognizing that you yeah. like that you suffer, that's so fucked. That's like such a fucked up thing. It's so weird. It's why you find whenever you find that like really chill, la- just lax person. Right. Everybody's latched onto them, and you don't know why. You're just like, why am I trying yeah. to please this person? Why am I trying to make them like me more? Like I do because you're not right. getting the same response. <laughs> but like, and and you know what happens too is if you do it enough, people will hate you. I know. Yeah, you're right. Like I've had friends who have like gone through some horrible shit and it gets to the point where I'm like, I just, I can't fucking deal with it. I can't deal with it anymore. Like, I'm sorry, but like, yeah, I, I can't, I can't offer you any more sympathy, which is fucked as well. (laughs) It is. But at some point you can overstep your boundaries. (sighs) But can you overstay your welcome? You're like a good friend. Yeah. Dude, my cat is freaking her head off, which is fine. But this is sympathy. She's like, look at me. Look at me. I'm pay attention. I'm, I'm outside old too. And I'm deaf. She's gone. Okay. Um But yeah, like you get to the point where you just don't want to like deal with these people anymore. And and if you're a good friend, you should never get to that point, right? If it yeah, all right, yeah. Or is right. that person taking advantage of your, of your uh if it is a if it is a close enough friendship, no. There's never any taking advantage of it, in my opinion. Like the second that you're like, hey man, I got a splinter, I'm out. As a friend, like you, you and me are done. This podcast is over. You deal with your own problems. <laughs> yeah, you got to get that splinter out on your own. Don't because, come crying to me. Yeah, don't come crying to me because I have a skinny knee. 
<laughs> that shit is gonna go away. Uh, like I have a paper days. cut. Yeah. Um. So I got my own things to deal with. Yeah. But seriously, dude, like I got this rash. I can't get rid of. I suffer. <laughs> not, I'm, I'm not even want to make a joke about where that rash is. <laughs> I don't want to touch it. I. Yeah. You don't want to touch it. That shit is pussy. <laughs> Jesus. Start to scab over. Saying a little all bit. the wrong things. Yeah. Um. So, uh, going back to the suburb. Uh, issue of living out here in the woods with okay. the, the koi wolves back to these this mouse mice well, problem that you have oh fuck well see this is me being a, a competitive victim yeah i have a huge mouse problem no this is mouse. me being a competitive victim oh it's about to be yes and i you already won so whatever is gonna happen <laughs> and i didn't even try to win so the thing is that um when I moved out to the suburbs from New York City i had no desire to a live in a house b have any sort of property see live in this stuck up snotty town that i live in <laughs> and i find myself with all three of these problems all of them um where i have way too much property that i don't you even... don't well you kind of maintain it you personally <clears throat> you hire some people <laughs> hire you some got people. guys yeah but i just don't wait like... can we get, i i find it so funny when when somebody refers to the like the landscapers at the hire or the plowman that comes to plow their driveway when it snows like yeah. oh yeah my guy does this or my guy does that or yeah i had uh this tree trimmed right here and then i did this landscaping over here and like right. oh time out it's not your guy first of all he is his own independent did i person. say my guy did no I no, s- no you okay didn't. okay you did not but i'm just saying there are f- a few people that we know that do oh, say sure. this or sometimes just take credit for like Mark, our last guest. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. I got a guy. I can't even do like the New York accent. Hey, I got a I guy. Got a guy. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, grow, hey, look at me. Grow a little mustache and get a bald spot and, <laughs> and you're good. Hey, I like pizza and landscaping. <laughs> um, Need more salt in my pool. <laughs> But yeah, the guys who like my take pool is shaped like a maxi pad. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. <laughs> it's like not well. Clearly, listen to our last episode. You'll find that he doesn't talk like that. Uh, but yes, I I I do I do understand. So what at you're least saying. you don't take credit for that. For me, not doing anything. Or no, I actually take credit check. for not having like for I I have no skills. Yeah. Like I couldn't get out there and chop down a tree. If, you if could, I paid myself. but you'd probably fall it on your house. I'd probably kill myself. Yeah. Let's be honest. Um, but yeah, I, I, so I have this, so I you have, all this property. I have all this property. Uh, it floods because <laughs> what kind of jackass buys Boy, does it a, ever a, a property with a uh, river that flows through it? Well, you are, guy. you're, uh, like three miles from the shore, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe a little less. Cause I, I and you have flood there. insurance, which I think is hysterical. Well, but I have a river that f- clearly floods. No, I know. And you're on a, and you're on a floodplain. So at least you had the, the forethought. And I couldn't get a mortgage that. for my house if I didn't have. Oh, really? Insurance. I, you have to get flood insurance. Interesting. Yeah. Cause it's like there are people in the Florida panhandle who don't even have flood insurance and they have hurricanes. So that, that, but hurricane insurance might be different than flood insurance. Is it? I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I, so a hurricane hits here, we might lose some trees. But yeah. we're not getting flooded. If we get a ton of rain, you're getting flooded. I'm getting flooded. Yeah, <clears throat> because which happened? Which happened twice, a couple times. Um, but I lost a bridge, and now I have a bridge guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Your expansive property, yeah. Bridges. So we, uh, my wife had all these clothes up up in our attic, and she opened up one of the boxes, and she noticed that there was the telltale sign that there was some ice in there. Yeah, droppings. Uh, I 
am fine with mice. Like, I don't care. Like, I mean, I, I clearly I don't want them in you my house, but them. I'm not like, if I see one, I'm not going to jump on top of my couch and scream. Yeah. Um, so it was clear that we had a mouse and I was like, all right, let's get some traps. Let's get some poison and, and go to town. Um, and so last night my wife screams her head off to the point that I thought our house was on fire <laughs> or I thought like the kid stuck her hand in like the garbage disposal. I was like, what, what happened in our house? And she's like, there's the mouse. Help me. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? And she's like, she's like we have a cat. Dude, the cat doesn't do anything. Is deaf, blind, and like very old. Did she ever chase mice? Did you ever have? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, she. So this this is funny, but I lived in an apartment in New York once where, um, I moved out. I like I sold the rent, but I moved out for like three months because I was living at my uh, my aunt's house or my aunt's apartment. Uh, long story. And when (laughs) I came back, and I brought my cat with me, and when I came back, there were mouse droppings everywhere. Ooh. So I don't know. She never really caught mouse, mice, but she definitely kept them at bay. Makes sense. Yeah, and They're like oh, now, we see this, we're not we're not going out. Right. Like, why would we subject ourselves? And probably also because like the other two roommates were slobs, they probably didn't clean. <laughs> so that was probably part of it. But um, yeah, so I never and living in New York City, that was really the only time I had any sort of mouse situation. Um, so I I do think that my cat was probably pretty good at that back in the day. But anyway, so I put these traps down, and I'm like. I know this sounds like super like liberal, but I really don't like killing things. <laughs> um, and it I super liberal. Well, is it super liberal? I don't know. It's just sort of crunchy granola. Like I don't want to harm an innocent creature, but then I kind of, I, I put that against like, well, I don't want this thing crawling over my daughter while she sleeps. Right. You don't care if it crawls over you though. I'm kind of into it. Right. Yeah. Like, really into it. No, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to crawl over me either, but like, I really don't want to crawling over my daughter. So I have these, very violent traps and i was sure like full-on teeth traps yeah, oh yeah 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 it's so not like those stupid little wooden ones with the wire no 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 these down. these like i i actually caught my hand in one of them today and it yeah. was like really big hurt yeah um so i put i put some cheese in it it's like this is not gonna work you know it'll you be put funny cheese in it <laughs> It's well, like the classic yeah. mouse treat <laughs> it was like you know the they eat peanut butter and carrots and stuff too well i had peanut butter Last time we had a mouse, which is a long story, but uh, and that didn't didn't trigger anything. So I was like, you know what, we're we're going we're going classic here. We're going cheese. Um, so I had I set up two traps. Didn't hear anything. My wife wakes me up this morning because she gets up before me and she's like, you need to get rid of the dead mouse in the middle of our <laughs> no kitchen. Way. I was like, oh shit. And I get out there and the thing is just like like you can't see its head because it was eating the cheese. Full crushed. But you just see like crushed spine and like it's just nasty uh and the other trap that i set out did not spring but the cheese was gone son of a yeah so i think there's either another one out there somewhere or this one was crafty but not that crafty Uh, so see that's why you do peanut butter because they can't just like pick it up and walk away with it well they get on there so i'm sure like where there's one there's thousands i'm sure so i'm sure we have other mice in my house right now um but i bought this attractant stuff that you can put on on traps it's like a gel oh it's supposed to be like crack okay just get there so you have a problem i have many problems you have a problem you're a victim i am a victim of nate of uh i have at least am or no i'm sorry i had a mouse in my house (laughs) last night (laughs) and it was like armageddon i 
I don't want to call myself a victim, but I was pretty much a victim. No, now you're a killer, actually. Now I'm a murderer. Um, but I was a bigger victim. Tell me more about this, mate. <laughs> uh, oh, let me hear your story of, that needs sympathy. No, the only the only thing they'll tell you, I was telling uh, Lindsay before we uh, came in here, there, were, there was such a bad mouse problem at my parents' house when I was living there. I was up on the third floor in this mm-hmm. old, old house. When you were living there, so last year? Two years ago? Yeah, what's the date today? Yeah. Um, it was like a house from the... The original foundation was like the 1700s or something. Oh, shit. So it was like an old house. You just know those houses are just rife with... Yeah. If creatures. you went to the basement, first of all, every you know floorboard was slanted. You went into the basement during a rainstorm, literally a river ran through the underneath the house. That's a good movie. A river movie. runs through it. Uh, did you have a cement basement? Did they cement it over or was it still dirt? Yeah, they cemented it over. Okay, but you still had the water through it. Oh, yeah. Fuck. And when I say a river, it wasn't like a little trickle out of the foundation or something. A flowing river. So, like, my front yard after a rainstorm. After a rainstorm, 100%. So, that was always fun. Uh, And then up on the third floor, I started to hear just scurrying, going like crazy at night. And this was not your girlfriend? Not my girlfriend. Okay. Sure. Um, no, she she got to come through the front door. She was accepted. Oh, wow, uh, she didn't have to come on the roof. She isn't Catholic either, so that's, a, that's pretty funny. I know. Um, so the the exterminator was like, "Oh yeah, it's squirrels. Like squirrels are just up on the ceiling, and they're like getting nuts and stuff." I was like, ah, "I don't know about that, but okay, <laughs> I can hear them sure, in whatever." My dreams. But like, legitimately, could hear them in my room. Finally, after a few nights, so I went out to to Home Depot or whatever, got those two plastic hardcore traps. The and black I, ones with the yellow. Uh, yep. 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 <laughs> and there's like the red side. Don't put your hand here. The green side. This is where you pinch it and, yep. and set it. Oh, yeah. And I was like, whatever. I'll just put peanut butter on it. And I put the two traps literally right next to each other because I was like, hey, if it misses the first one, it'll get the second one. <laughs> I like that thought. That's good. That's actually smart. And I was like, maybe. I, I hope it'll catch them here. This looks like a place that mice will move. In two hours after I fall asleep, yeah. snap. I was like, oh, and it woke me up. Yeah. I was going to say that's pretty loud. Open, I open the closet door, and sure enough, there's a mouse. I'm just like, on one. Okay. Just one trigger. Just on one. Okay. Then I drop the mouse in a plastic bag. Throw Did you it feel out. remorse that you'd taken a, a soul? Nope. Okay. 100% not. I couldn't okay. sleep. These things are waking me up. I like mean, God forbid. God forbid you don't get your sleep. Yeah, 100%. Right. Okay. Tell me about how you were a victim again. Sorry. <laughs> These things were robbing me of my sleep. Right. <clears throat> and so I set the trap again, went back to sleep. Honest to God, maybe an hour later. Snap. Woke Jesus. me up. I look in the closet, both traps were gone. <laughs> Hit two mice. I was like, oh, damn. Over the course of that entire night, just one eight-hour night of sleep, yeah. 21 mice. And that was re- resetting. You killed the entire cast of Ratatouille in one night. <laughs> Basically, yeah. And I was like, holy shit, how many are living here? That's fucking crazy. A few weeks later, I keep the traps in there. None of them pop off. I would always So you like it. did a pretty good job of basically eradicating that house uh, yeah and apparently like the whole clan was just dumb as rocks because they just all kept going into the trap and they're like oh where did uh, my brother go snap and like <laughs> oh where did uh, my uncle go snap. i would totally do that too if my brother was like hey man i'm gonna go get some beer i'd be like oh cool cool yeah, and he doesn't yeah. come back and be like i gotta go see where he yeah, where is he yeah. oh god my neck so a few weeks later um i uh i looked in there or no it didn't go off uh, in the middle of the night i just hear like this scratching Oh, scratch, fuck. scratch. I'm like, damn it, they're not gone. Or like, maybe it is a squirrel, and now it's like trying to bear, like burrow into the roof or something. <laughs> I open the closet door. 
this mouse, honest to God, must have just backed its ass right into the trap. Oh, no. And it only slammed its tail oh, and back fuck. two legs. <laughs> so oh, no. I was back like, two legs too. <laughs> so the thing was fully alive, but was completely immobile from like the waist down. Oh. Couldn't use its back legs. It was Dude, stuck in the trap. This thing was the victim. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and I legitimately I was like, oh, I feel so bad. So I, it <laughs> was the middle of the shotgun. night. No, that's another story. Oh my God. It was middle of the night. I didn't want to have to deal with it. So I, I just pulled the thing out. It was trying to crawl back in behind some suitcases or something. And now it's got a new <laughs> it's, wide. It's like army crawling. Yeah, like... exactly. Now it's got a new wide load with this trap stuck oh, to its ass. Fuck. So it was stuck. So I just pulled it out. I put a suitcase on the trap so that it couldn't go anywhere. And it died of fatigue. <laughs> Oh, so dude, the next morning I, I let it go. Then oh again, God, a few dude. weeks later, snap off in the middle of the night. I was like, what? Damn, they're still there. I look into this one. It only got one rear leg of the mouse. Fuck. I was like, I got to do something about dude, this. This is like the Vietnam of, <laughs> of seriously. Rats. This was Da Nang. This was <laughs> <laughs> they were in the shit. Your, your closet rough. was in the shit. <laughs> so we bring, I brought it outside and I had a, a BB gun, a pellet gun. Oh, no. And I brought it out, and Gracie was with me. Actually, this is really she, she let you do well. This is this is she uh, did, and she wanted to come out and see it too. I was like, what? Whoa, okay, That's twisted. I unexpected. Went out there. Kind of makes me like pumped you more. I know there's something badass about it. Yeah, pumped the uh, the BB gun a couple times, back of the head, pop. Were you point blank? Point blank. I was like, I'm gonna get this thing right. Just done. Yeah. I was like, okay, all right, that sucked. Straight up, me, myself, and Irene. I go to move the trap off of it, and the thing's like, Oh, no way. I'm like, oh, still alive. I was like, Oh, shit. Pump it again. <laughs> I thought you just like start crushing it with no. your shoe. <laughs> I pump it again, shoot it in the, <laughs> try to get it in the back of the head. And they're like, oh, Okay, dude. good. It's not moving anymore. No. Second time I go down to take the trap off, the thing starts moving again. I was like, Jesus. Fuck. So. I, I really felt like Jim Carrey sticking my not my fingers <laughs> yeah. in the nostril of the cow. Yeah. Just like, why won't you die? <laughs> so, dude. It you, eventually died, yes. You won. But you absolutely I won felt this. terrible. And there's Gracie sitting there. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I tried to do this, like, kindly humanely, and, yeah. and humanely for it. But what was her reaction after seeing it alive? Like, she flipped? Uh, she felt bad that it was alive and yeah. and stuck just on like one That's hobbled horrible. leg. Yeah. Um, she's like, yeah, no, we should bring it out and put it out of its misery. Yeah, not not one of my finest moments. So this is a slight competitive victimhood. Uh, my buddy <laughs> was... Uh, th- this just reminded me of the story. Ah, fuck, I feel like I'm totally victimizing you. Or not victimizing you, but <laughs> competing with you here. But I had nothing to do with this, really. So uh, my buddy and I were cleaning his parents' patio furniture. Yeah, <clears throat> he opens up the uh, the uh, the umbrella, the, like the patio umbrella, and there's a bat in there. Oh! And opening it up breaks one of the bat's wings, <gasps> oh. so it falls onto the table. On the table, and it's screaming its head off. Uh, that sucks because bats are kind of cool, even right? They totally. Babies. So he, I don't know even know how he did this, but he put it into a. Uh, this is so fucked up. I can't even believe I'm talking about this. <laughs> he put it into a uh, uh, like a pa- or a hand towel, like you know, like a dish towel. <laughs> Takes it out to a stump. Oh, and slammed it with a hammer. Oh, and it like I was so, like like kind of shocked that he would even do that. Like that was like 
That's like he even hard thought like that. Like core, yeah. I would never have thought. Let me go get a hammer and crush this thing's skull. I would think to get it in like a, a, a towel or a rag like that. And you know how like sometimes when you're out fishing, you you have to stun yes like a fish for bait or if you got right. a killer something like slam it over the motor or the side of the boat. <laughs> I guess. I mean it's messed up. Right. Uh, but people do it, and I yeah. could see him maybe getting to that point, but to pull out a hammer it wasn't even like and i don't even think he thought about it he was just like this is what needs to be done i would have called animal control i think yeah well that thing died very quickly well it suffered for about five minutes and then it died very quickly but i was just i think i probably dry heaved i was like yeah that's that's pretty bad yeah uh you haven't lived until you've heard the sound of a bat skull cracking underneath the hammer well, I mean, be honest. How many times have you run over an animal? Uh, literally twice. And once like squirrels. I've I ran over. I literally ran over a squirrel maybe two weeks ago. Oh, really? I felt like I felt <laughs> horrible. I felt so horrible. There's something is that there's something that does suck about running them over. You're like, ah, man, I feel bad. But right. Like, like they were just trying to cross the road, yeah. and I'm just a jackass who was probably driving too fast and but even it doesn't matter if you're driving five miles right. an hour if it goes under a three thousand pound car it's gonna die yes although my wife was in the car looked back and saw it limping off the road oh yeah that's what it sucks yeah. you don't hit it you don't hit it dead on uh the other time and this was not driving i was on my bike and a squirrel ran through my spokes oh. and it wasn't quick enough so it it went up. It went up, hit the front fork, and basically broke its spine. Dude, that's awesome. No, it was horrible. That's horrible, but that's awesome. It was horrible because it bent my spokes. <laughs> <laughs> that was expensive tires, man. Damaged my bike. Yeah. No, it was. Stupid and I remember squirrel. thinking, like, like, holy shit, I just fucking killed the squirrel. Two, I didn't flip over the handlebars. Yeah, that's like everything that you imagine would happen, but you're like, no, the chances of, of that perfectly occurring and then snapping a squirrel's back. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. I'm going to run it over. It's going to go right in between my bike. I think if I were going slower, it would have been worse for both of us. Yeah. I think that I, because I was going so fast, it was like, but it always happens that even when you're in a car, you're on your bike or whatever, you yeah. see that animal down the road. You're like, Oh no, man, I don't want to hit you. I don't want to hit you. So right. you start to swerve and it goes directly under your tires. Like you could be in the complete wrong lane of traffic <laughs> and that squirrel or chipmunk or whatever it is. just like, no, 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 you're going to hit me over here. Funny. You bring that up. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one of, one of the well, story that we tell all the time because it's hilarious. It's hysterical. Uh, Nate and, uh, and his wife um, came down to visit, uh, with my wife and I and my in-laws at their house in South Carolina. Uh, and I guess oh, we were all together. We'd fallen down yeah, together. We flew in late at night. It was like 1030 or 11 o'clock yeah. at night. We had to work that day. And this was the first time that uh, Gracie and I had ever met your father-in-law. Right. And, and you had always talked about him. And I, I definitely like, he has a slight Southern accent, but I like definitely, I mean, he's like George W. Bush yeah. to me, you know? Um, and so he picks us up, he gives us beer in the car, which was actually kind of awesome. awesome. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is, that's father-in-law yeah. I want. Yeah. Um, and which so actually Gracie's dad kind of does too. Oh, so. see, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, and we're in the car and we're, we're driving home from the, or we're driving from the airport to, uh, to the house and it's like dark, low country, South Carolina, a single roads. car on the road. Right. And I'm in shotgun and my wife, Gracie and Nate are all in the back and 
my father-in-law loves to talk about story, like loves to tell stories. He just tells stories and he's just, never, never a quiet moment, never a quiet moment. Uh, and he's like talking about something like, Oh, Adam, you never can believe this. Like skinny and sticky. We're out there hitting the balls and you know, all that shit. Uh, and I just like see dead straight or not actually in front of us, not in front of us in like, like the this, other lane, yeah. this possum and not a small creature. No. And it, like staring at us. And I just kind of like, I probably tapped him on the shoulder or something. And I was like, uh, Joe, 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 there's a, there's a possum motherfucker turns the car into a possum (laughs) to kill it. Not even like, doesn't even break his sentence. Like keeps talking in the story and just demolishes this. And I think I looked back like, okay, this is my father-in-law. So I'm sitting directly behind him also. And, okay. I, and I had like just enough of a sliver to, you know, to see over his left shoulder. Right. And basically see what the driver sees down the road. So as you're like, yeah. Joe, Joe, possum, possum. I look over his left shoulder. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a possum. And he just ever so slightly lets the car drift into the lane. <laughs> boom, boom. You just like the car jolts and everything. I'm biting my tongue and my <laughs> hand. You just my met fist this guy. Because I want to laugh. at his house for a week. <laughs> I want to laugh hysterically. He's like, anyway, so Adam, yeah, I, was, I shot a 69 out on the course the other day. And Adam's like, you just took a life. Okay. <laughs> Did I say that a lot? Probably. Point. Yeah, at this point. I mean, I married his his daughter. Like, at this point, I don't need to mince words, but. It was, I mean, we still talk about it to this day. Yeah. And it was like the ultimate introduction to your father-in-law. Yeah, and that's honestly, if you're gonna meet him, if you want it, like a very quick summary of my father-in-law, that's a pretty good way to that do it. it. Um, so speaking of driving, actually, oh, uh, your wife threw you under the bus last week. Uh, Why don't you tell me? I, I threw myself under the bus. We haven't, yeah, we haven't, we haven't talked and like really caught up since before Thanksgiving. Right. Why don't you tell me what happened? Uh, while driving to Saratoga for Thanksgiving. Well, it's funny. That's what my daughter was saying in the back seat when I got pulled over by a cop uh-huh. on a Taconic. She's like, Daddy, what happened? What happened? The most like, heavily policed highway in the United States. Is that true? Uh, yep. Uh, Which is funny because I I feel like I don't see that many cops on it anymore. And I, I, I drive with Waze. I am I definitely speed. Like, I do. I, I 100% speed. Yeah. Like, the, I can't deny that. How but, fast? All right. So, talk, talk me So, through. okay. So... Uh, we're on the Taconic. I notice that there are cops. Like I just yeah. definitely notice that there are. But is it night. It's night. It is, and it's it's not like heavily snowing, but it's snowing enough that it's like oh snowing. Well, it's it's like flurry. Okay. But there's you know there's snow. dangerous road conditions as they might write on the ticket. Uh, that's what the cop told me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we're coming down a hill, of course, and I see a cop in the median, and his lights are off, and I was like, "Fuck! If that if those lights turn on, I'm." I'm so you didn't even have a chance to slow down. Like he instantly, you knew that he hit you the second he you came around a corner or down. The uh, hill? No, I, I, it was so dark. There's no lights on the road. Yeah. Uh, I'm coming down with, there's a car in front of me and a car behind me. Yeah. These are not lit highways for anybody who doesn't know the Taconic state parkway. It's yeah. like the worst dark back road that you could ever drive yeah. on. And it's a two lane highway and it's twisty and it's super twisty. Yeah. 55 mile an hour speed limit. Right. So I, so I learned. <laughs> so I was, told. so I, I'm coming down and I come down this hill and I, I was doing 75 in a 55, 75. Ooh. In my wife's Volvo. Yeah. Uh, with a, very young child in the back seat. Child in the back. Uh, I just want to get to the Thanksgiving man, uh, and I see him, and I'm like, you know, it's just like that pit yep. in your stomach. Yeah, hundred percent. No, fuck. And then I, I kept looking at my rear view, and I see his lights turn on. Not, not his, his, his cherries, but his, you know, his car lights. Oh, just the headlights. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck. Did you pull I, over? Or did you wait? 
I waited because I was like, well, because there were three other cars, or there were two other cars with me, so I was like, maybe he got someone else. Okay. Because we're all going the same speed. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the only out of state because I'm sure the other two. And were you were in or, front of the other two. No, I was in the middle of the other two. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, and I was in the right hand lane. I wasn't in the left hand lane. Oh man. Yeah. I know it was bad. So we get. So I see him pull over, and I, I or I see him turn out i turn to my wife i'm like i'm about to get pulled over and she's like wait really i'm like yeah 100 percent." and then he comes up right behind me turns on his lights and i'm like motherfucker what a dick yeah so i pull over especially because the other cars are going the same if you were like the lead car and the other two are following you fine i get it but yeah uh so the Taconic has like no or in some places it has no shoulder so i actually went for a little bit trying to find like enough of a shoulder and i couldn't find it so i was really like halfway into the lane yeah, but there, I had no choice. I was like, he didn't say anything, line. right? So I pull over. Uh, my daughter's like, "Daddy, yeah, Daddy, what did you do? What happened? What happened?" And my my wife is like laughing her ass off. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I'm oh fucking. man. So and you're, I mean, it's never fun getting pulled over. No, uh, no. And actually, I mean, I've been pulled over a lot. Yeah. I've only ever had one speeding ticket. Really? Yeah. Uh, in Dillon, South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Out of state. Definitely. Oh, in South Carolina, especially. Yeah, and I was, I was like within, like I could spit into the North Carolina border. Mm. Um, doesn't matter. On Connecticut plates. On Connecticut plates. Hundred percent. Yeah. Gonna get nailed every time. Yeah. So, but this guy pulls me over, and he's like, uh, "Do you know why I pulled you over?" And I was like, "I was going way too fast." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might as well confront it. Yeah, I was like, you know what? Like, I, I get it. Uh, every lawyer in the country right now is like, you idiot. Right. Like, never well, admit guilt. I will get to that point. Um, and he's like, yep, that's exactly it. Uh, and let me see your license and registration. And I'm like, here you go. And so, you know, they take forever. Like, all I have to do is like, what, run the place. Exactly. What are they searching? It's bullshit, man. They're you not can searching You Google anything. this stuff faster than their <laughs> right. stupid laptops can do I think he's trying to make me suffer, right? A hundred percent. So he runs the plates, came back clean, right? Thank God, Lindsay. I know, right? My wife's not... Uh, breaking any laws and ran my license also came back clean uh hands hands me this like two-page document it <laughs> doesn't have like a, a ticket price on it or a, you know a fee or a warning and just says you can mark guilty or not guilty and send it to the address uh i also marked you going 70 instead of 75 give you a little break there uh the roads are getting icy have a good night Wait. so Okay. So I get this piece of paper and I can basically say I'm guilty or not guilty. But on the other side, he has officer Schnatter said, uh, asked the driver if he was, or what, what was, what he was doing. And the driver said, I was going way too fast. Like literally. And I was like, I'm so fucked. You'd be pleading not guilty against your own word. Right. (laughs) So I was like, "Ah, I'm just fucking made my own bed. We get to, um, my wife's cousin's house. And her cousin's husband is a state judge in New York City. Oh, is he really? Yeah. And he's like, dude, give me the ticket. One call to the DA. It's taken care of. Like, no problem. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, man? No. Like, I I'm fucked up. Deal with this. I totally, like, I deserve it. Thank you. Don't even waste the two minutes. Like, I I absolutely deserve this. I should have been speeding with my, like, young little daughter in there. Like, it's totally my fault. Uh, he's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. yeah and he's like well what did you say when the cop pulled you over I was like I was going too fast and he's like you are a fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so wait you plead guilty and then what I don't know so I, I pled guilty on this sheet I send it into this Claverack New York I bet they call you in for a court date 
Uh, I could have gone in for a court date. If I had pled not guilty, yes, I would have 100%. gone in. Yeah. Uh, this, I'm probably just going to get a, a ticket. I'll it's pro- so the- weird that it's not just giving you a fine right on the spot, though. No. I know. I was like, dude, how much is this? Send it in. Weird. Yeah. Because I've been, I've been pulled over. I've been pulled over many more times than twice, but I've gotten right. a speeding ticket twice, and I pled not guilty both times. Right. Uh, the first one was because I was only like six months into my license, so insurance would have been yeah. screwed. Um, but the other time I think was in college, I pled not guilty, <clears throat> and it was only like 45 minutes away from college to go to the court case. Are you competitive victimizing me? No. I'm just saying I had to, I had to go. Oh, to, tell me to more court. about your pain. No, yours is way worse. <laughs> Fuck, really? Yours is way worse, 100%. I didn't have a daughter in my car. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had friends, but like... Did you... Was this Fat Nate? <laughs> was this during Fat Nate time? <laughs> this is college Nate. No, in high school, you couldn't have you couldn't have friends in the car. I grew up in uh, the era... By the way, I did not grow up in that era. I know. You're so, so old. I, we, yeah, I'm so old that we can have friends in our car. <laughs> you were and, drinking at 18. <laughs> yeah, well, no, actually, I didn't drink in high school. Which is what year did that change? That was before. That I was know, like two thousand, maybe. It was. It was definitely. No, 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 no. I'm saying drinking. Oh, no, not the way license. My time. That was like yeah. in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, no. no yeah, the, no. The driving thing was like only a couple of years before I got my license. That sucks. Uh, it's even worse now. It's really for the entire first year you cannot have anybody in your car. Wow. I think you can have family members after six months. You know what's uh, weird is like the some of my favorite memories of high school are us like just a bunch of guys or. You know, just driving around, just friends in a car, just driving yeah. around looking for parties. Like a hundred percent. Wow. Like there are songs that come on on like Pandora or Spotify or something, and it can yeah. be like a stupid cliche, like Dave all of Matthews. Dave Matthews. A hundred percent of Dave Matthews song comes on, and you're like, oh my god, this reminds me of yep, like driving around with. I friends, know exactly where it was coming down Bird Street, windows down, like summer thing. Yeah. And now the kids can't experience that. And now kids are like, oh, this reminds me of the time that I was on Snapchat Hangout with my friends. <laughs> I was by myself at home. Yeah, kids today are not listening to Dave Matthews Band. Can't, no. Hell no. Although he's still touring, which is insane. Yeah. Didn't like half of his band die and the other half was convicted, uh, for, like, no. convicted for like child molestation or something? If that's true, I, I have not been keeping up with Dave Matthews. But uh, yeah, one of the saxophonists the died, yeah. died in an ATV accident. Just um, crazy, yeah. And then I remember the day. I remember where I was. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> I don't know. But uh, like people talk about that with like Kurt Cobain, and like I remember where I was. Well, when you were two. Kurt Cobain <laughs> died. But I was like, did that guy really have that much of an impact? Californication, like that entire show was entire first season was focused on his relationship, um, David Duchovny's relationship with his then eventually ex-wife. And where they were when Kurt Cobain died, and they really? were like, "Yeah, I've never, like, I've never watched the show. I should, oh, really? I should check it out. Yeah. It's actually, if, to be honest, it's a really, really good show. I've heard it's good things. Hysterical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like some of it is very uh, morose and and dramatic, and just like I don't know, drags you down. But great. There's, there's a scene. I know. <laughs> but let's talk about there. Kurt Cobain's suicide. <laughs> well, actually, no, that reminds Dude, me. He was like the ultimate competitive victimized person or <laughs> victimhood. <laughs> Kurt Cobain. Yeah, you want to see something? Yeah, check this out. Uh, speaking of shows, I started watching Mad Men, Mad Men last night. You'd never seen Mad Men. I'm late to the game, I know. Uh, you're like 10 years late to the game, my friend. Did it, did it really come out like 07 or something? Yeah, it did. Okay. I remember. Because I John... started dating Lindsay like right when it came out. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah, John Hamm is young in the show. Oh, and sure. the picture quality is definitely lower. Is it um, really? 
Yeah, you can definitely tell a difference in the first season. Wow, I like watching Sopranos uh, now, especially. You watch the beginning, you're like, well, yeah, that was I don't I don't even think they shot it in in, Um, widescreen. No, but I guess you notice the the quality is a little bit lower, and the way that they cut scenes is totally different than the way they cut scenes today. It's just very ten years ago. Yeah, no, dude, I'm telling you, if you were to rewatch, I actually have. I can look at the Blu-ray. I have the first season on Blu-ray. Oh, it was on Blu-ray, so at least it was recent enough to to be on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, but I started watching it, and I was like, "Oh, this is good," but holy shit, does it just like absolutely destroy the image of women and well, how sexist it was? Yeah. Oh, totally. But you got to keep watching because it's it's basically yeah. the character arcs are phenomenal. Okay. In that show. Like, people begin and end in completely different stratospheres. Oh, I'm sure. And that's the case with a lot of these series that go on for... How many seasons was it? Nine? Uh, uh, I don't know if it was nine. It might have been like six or seven. Okay. So I I definitely expect it to change. Yeah. Um, But it's just, yeah, right away you're like, oh my God, there's so many things in this that like I despise about Fairfield County even today. (laughs) But... Well, it's funny that you say that because... Yeah, having worked in advertising and yeah, so working. now that's the other thing. Like you are an ad man, <laughs> right? And it seems to be entirely different today. Uh, it is and it isn't. So uh, clearly, the misogyny is not as bad as it was. Although I'm sure there is still misogyny. Uh, not in your office. Uh, no, actually, there's definitely misogyny in my office. <laughs> um, not, hopefully not for me, but uh, yeah, it's a it's still very much a boys' club. Um, but. But there's more diversity today? Or oh, definitely more diverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In totally. the creative level. And it's funny because like, if you were to show up to my office in a suit, people would be like, A, what are you interviewing for? Or B, do you have like a crazy client meeting that you need to wear But I kind of respect the fact that they, they go in dressed like that every single day. It's kinda, well, it was something kind of cool. It was the early 60s. Yeah, it's true. Like, everybody, everybody dressed like that. Right. Even just going I mean, my dad dinner. in the 80s wore a suit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, dude. It, like, if, if I show up in like a button-down shirt, people are going to be like, what? What do you do? That happens in my office too. <laughs> yeah. They're like, "Where are you going today? Like, who are you meeting with?" If you're not wearing a hairnet, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a hairnet and a uh, and a hoodie. Um, so the other thing that oh, I, by, oh sorry, the, and drinking is still very much a part of. Is it so oh, the yeah. two th- so the two things that that have really picked on the smoking is atrocious. I right. think that was also just a cultural thing. Yes, but the drinking and now full circle back to like us drinking here. I thought to myself, I was like, I'm definitely not an alcoholic, but Mm. I'm looking at these guys drink. Yeah. And I'm like, I I want to do that. I want to enjoy drinks like this. Like, I can't wait to go talk to Adam so that we can enjoy drinking. (laughs) (laughs) You might be an alcoholic. No, (laughs) no. But like for for when I was working on all those booze brands, uh, like I had almost a full stock bar in my office and people would come in and like make themselves a drink with the bottles in my office general late afternoon time period or was it literally any time uh, yeah it was probably more day. it wasn't like i'm in the office 9 a.m i gotta yeah. have a scotch uh but there was there's still like a lot of drinking so my brother and i joked in the beginning of starting this business that like the fridges those little mini fridges that you had in in college mm-hmm. we like held on to ours yeah. from college and we're mm-hmm. like oh we're gonna put this in our office we're gonna have some beers in it so at the end yeah. of the day we can just crack a beer and do that yes i have maybe drank in my office twice and it was like for an event that we were hosting in the <laughs> office. So it just doesn't even, doesn't even Dude. remotely become possible. <clears throat> Come in into my office. office right now. Come into my office. All right. Tomorrow. Let's set up a meeting. <laughs> yeah. 4 30. 
uh, d- dude, you can reach under my desk into the fr- whoa, whoa. <laughs> fridge that I want. <laughs> grab something long and hard. Uh, you can grab. Uh, I we have we have fridges under our desks. All right, so I'll come in. I'll talk. I'll be a potential client. Shut the door. You yes, and you would be able to imbibe. The other thing that stood out to me was the the closed door office space. I don't know if you picked up on that. Like it's oh, all oh, yeah. secretaries. It's all the women right, out in like right. quote unquote the bullpit. Yeah, that's not with it, their anyway. typewriters. No, and everybody's behind a closed door. And how shunned that is today. Well, no, not secretaries today. Well, yeah, for, I mean, forget the secretary part, right. but like, even if you ignore the secretaries, nobody's behind closed doors. Like, not even executives are behind closed doors right. that much anymore. Dude, it's, my wife's, like, my wife and her, like, CEO, they, like, sit at the same they table. They work at community desks. Yeah. No, they don't even sit at desks. They sit at a table, at a conference room table. And just work. And just work. It's totally different. I mean, the, the her office definitely has, like, an open floor plan and everyone has their own desk, but, yeah. like, my wife has a very strange job. It's just it. fun. It's I've only whatever four episodes in. You should um, watch it, man. It's a it's it's a phenomenal show. Everybody talks about. It. Everybody's like, oh, you know, you're the Don Draper of blah blah blah. Or you're like definitely not Pete Campbell. You're blah, definitely blah, blah, more blah. like Pete Campbell. No, Pete Campbell's a fucking loser in the first four episodes. Uh, you're definitely like Pete. <laughs> 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 I I just I stand by everything. He's a so. bad actor in the first four episodes. Is he really? Yeah, it seems weird. It seems forced. But Pete, anyway, Pete, what's his name? Something Carhyler, Carthys. I don't know. My brother bragged that he saw him in a parking lot once. Wow, that's a uh, that's a good sighting. Yeah, something Carthyser. Yeah, you're right. Vincent, Vincent Carthyser. Okay, there you go. Um, but yeah, he's uh, the show is great, and and it actually like makes me think about like what my grandparents were doing back then, or my grandfather, who was like an executive, not an ad guy, but yeah. like I'm sure it was you know drinking and he smoked the woman who came up with the i love new york uh slogan mm-hmm. and campaign i think i heard this right she just passed away the other day and in her memoir and some book that she wrote uh she said that um you know when somebody asked her like what was the misogyny like in, in the the quote-unquote rape culture in in advertising back then she goes oh have you ever seen the show mad men and the <laughs> interviewer goes yeah she goes that like maybe covers 60 percent of it probably like, it was way worse oh i'm sure it's like oh jesus christ yeah it's like it's... wolf of wall street style with the uh oh, yeah. the midget tossing and it's like oh my god i can't believe that was like legit on yeah on wall street i mean it's just this it, it, when you take away rules or when you take away like a governing body yeah or the boss is the governing body and the boss is the one who right supports everything that's happening it's going to be like ingrained and created that culture from the beginning yeah it's like dropping a match into a bottle of gasoline which is why when we start our company very strict (laughs) suits to work much better culture (laughs) i'm telling you i want because we don't wear suits to work Mm -hmm. neither of us my brother and I joked that, you know, people have casual Friday. We wanted to have finance Friday <laughs> where you show up to work in a suit. You guys are so fucking white. <laughs> Holy shit. We're not white. We just like, what, I, do, you want, what do you want to call it then? Where else do you wear a suit? <laughs> Funeral Friday? Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> we just come dressed in black. <laughs> or sales Saturday. I know you guys don't work on Saturday. But no, we do. You actually do we work do, on Saturday. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's got, I don't know. It's, there's something nice about dressing up every once in a while. There is, and it, it actually makes me feel smarter, more powerful, 100%. more important. Um, I definitely get more respect from people. Exactly. Like when I go to a client meeting, like, and I'm wearing 
maybe not a suit, but like, you know, a tie or something. Or yeah. And a good fitting like, shirt. Oh, yeah. Like this guy knows what he's talking about. You feel smart. You dress smart. It's like, right. it's so weird. You never, you like might make fun of your wife or something for like buying some clothes that make her feel better or right. look better. And you're just like, no, no come on. Dude, you've got a good suit. Absolutely. You feel hundred percent. You feel better, which is why sometimes you just have to dress it up. Yeah. I'm going to start wearing suits every day. <laughs> I own um, like three suits. <laughs> oh, who's that like killer British uh, director? Um, uh, he did Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking oh, Barrels. Uh, Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. He wears a suit 24-7, like probably sleeps in regular clothes. I would or hope whatever. so. That would be very but, uncomfortable. But uh, his, big, his big thing is always wearing a suit, and his defining piece of, of clothing is a pocket square. And it's always a different pocket square. Oh, that's cool. Like for most days. Yeah. And somebody asked him about it and he was like, well, this is like what defines like me for that day. It's this, huh. this suit, a bunch of other people could go buy this suit. They're right. not all like bespoke. It's right. Not completely off the rack. He went to J. Crew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> men's, uh, suit men's warehouse. <laughs> men's warehouse. <laughs> You're going to like the way you look. This uh, is a good time to practice that voice. Yeah. Uh, but his pocket square is like what defines him. And I was like, that's kind of a cool way of looking at it. I don't know yeah. if I could get away with wearing a suit and a pocket square every single day. But Well, I've always thought that like when I, whenever I dress up, I like to have, this is, this makes me sound stupid and ridiculous. I like to have a little oh, bit. Oh, this of, is the only thing? Oh yeah. This, this one. So <laughs> listeners get close to whatever just you're this. listening to and just, just pay attention to this next thing. I like to have a little whimsy. <laughs> <laughs> in my clothing <laughs> uh hence the scarf uh-huh. but like even if i'm like if it's like socks with like naked women on it or something like or i agree with you there i always right. wear some funky sock funky socks or even like if you got a suit with the um uh why can't I think the liner the liner if that can be like kind of fun yeah. or you know if you have a cool pocket square or something like yeah. just like something that's like a little bit like a this flare. guy's totally flare totally a little unconnected with reality <laughs> and that's all I <laughs> no mean. but the socks is a good way because it's like really subtle right and then when you sit down and like your let your pet yep. like raises a little bit and somebody knows they're like whoa yeah check out your socks love it and that's the best part because they're like dude those are fucking awesome yeah. and i was like yeah that's a shark eating somebody <laughs> exactly and i have those socks and i wear them all the time all i'm so pissed i lost my coffee and donut socks really yeah i have no idea where they are and I was, I was screaming the other day and gracie's like what are you upset about i was like i can't find my coffee and donut socks Jeez. She's like that really is the, that's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem that you have. Yeah, interesting. That's a big one. Wait, so finally, you said you had a heavy topic for me, but yeah, dude, our, this heavy topic is not not we're, not we're as heavy as competitive victimhood. Was that really what your heavy thing was? Well, I don't know. You know, it can get it can get political, and sometimes it's heavy. No, mine mine is more like emotionally inside. We'll probably have to wait for our next one. Okay, uh, but it was more just like going into our histories of things. Okay, next one. But that's it. It's going to get deep. All right, so you'll give me your topping next time. I will give you my topping. Okay. Topping? Topic. 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 Topic next time. Uh, I also think that if anybody has a guest that they want us to talk to, um, yeah, because like right now we're talking probably to mostly friends and, and local people. If anybody wants to come and talk to us, I think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, but don't um, come to my house. I don't like strangers in my house. Yeah, we'll come to you. Uh, uh, or we'll, go, we'll go to Nate's. <laughs> Nate's apartment. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, yeah. Oh, and hey, by the way, enjoy the uh, the outro music. This will help relax you. This will help take you down Unwind from you. the high. Unwind yeah. you from the marathon conversation. You're a fucking dick. <laughs> All right. See you, Adam. See you, man. Mm-hmm.